Good Friday afternoon, everybody, here for another edition of the ET Considers Everything podcast. Went a little different today with the opening as well. Went with The Pretender by Foo Fighters, and uh, felt like it was an appropriate uh, song for today, as today is the five-year anniversary of my match with Channing Steele in PCW. Yes, indeed, the co-owners went at it five years ago today, so... Felt like that was an appropriate song to get going with this E.T. Considers Everything podcast for Friday, June 19th, 2020. And just felt like it was very nice to go with that song today. So I just wanted to come to y'all today to talk about some some sports, some pro wrestling. Uh, Last week we had a Oblivion reunion special. This week we're kind of going to go on the Backyard Wrestling route as well, but we're going to go on the Backyard Wrestling route on the PCW end. Uh, Like I said, five years ago today, myself and Channing Steele had a match, and it was a very monumental match because it was my first match ever in Backyard Wrestling, and I put my career on the line on that date. And as my luck would have it, I would lose that match. So it was a uh, odd day, but a day that uh, is very monumental. And one month later, I would be brought back into the fold of PCW because they needed help with coming up with matches, coming up with uh, ideas, coming up with commentators for these matches. And I felt like I had a uh, wonderful idea i had wonderful ideas to uh bring to the table and i wanted to use my ability to have that shown and utilized to the best of my ability and i did and five years later i mean i've been inducted into three backyard wrestling hall of fames first being the gsw hall of fame in 2018 the second being the UCWA Hall of Fame in 2019, and the last one being the SVBW slash ACBW Hall of Fame here in 2020. The first two were individually, the last one as um, a co-member of Oblivion. And let me just uh, say this um, to the Dark Wolf Logan Price. Your speech was absolutely fantastic last week. Did I like the attack you done? I'll be honest with you, no. Did I see it coming? No. I really didn't see it coming. You got one over on me. For the first time in your career, you got something over on your mentor. And I respect you for that, Logan. Most people would say they would hate you for that. I respect you for it because it shows you that you want to go out on your own, be an individual in this business, and bring the very best of yourself that you can in every single match that you compete in and every single promo that you film. Logan, I taught you everything that you know, but I didn't teach you everything that I know. You will be successful in this business. There's no doubt in my mind. 
and you may not give a hoot about what I'm saying to you right now. But I respect you for what you've done attacking all of us. It showed us that you didn't care what it takes to get to the top. Much like you have throughout your entire career, you would do anything to make sure you would get to the top and stay at the top. And as my mentee, that's what I want. So Logan, am I mad at you for what you're doing? No, I'm not mad at you for what you're what you done. Because you had to do it to make sure that you can lengthen your career and you wouldn't have a burden carrying himself on your back. And you know who that burden is? And you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this, Logan Price. But guess what? I don't care. I'm going to say it. That burden was me. You needed to get me off of your back. And you've done the right thing. So, Logan, let me put it to you this way, son. I've seen everything. I've done everything. My career's over. I have nothing else left to prove. You, on the other hand, you're still a young lion in this business. And you have accomplished more than me. I will give you that. But you have to realize that when push comes to shove at the end of the day, I will not stand back. Bring out the best in yourself, Logan. Be the best version of yourself that you can be. And if you continue to do that, then you will have the ultimate goal of becoming a world champion once again. Maybe even a United States heavyweight champion. Anything that you want to do, Logan, you set your mind to it, and you can do it. So no, Logan, I'm not mad at you. And that might shock you. But I'm proud of you. And you might not care anymore about what I have to say. And that's fine. But Logan, let me put it to you like this. I have loved and enjoyed working with you throughout these last three years. And you will understand and realize this one day when you eventually retire. When you see your friend is successful at what he loves to do, that's what it's all about. And for me, that's what backyard wrestling has been all about to me. 
It's not about it's not about winning individual accolades. It's not about winning championships. It's not about even being the general manager. Not even about being a commentator. It's about proving to the other members of the roster that you have what it takes to be the ultimate competitor and the ultimate man in the backyard wrestling industry. So Logan, as I bring this opening to this edition of the ET Considers Everything podcast for Friday, June 19th, 2020 to a close, let me say this to you. This will be the last thing I ever teach you in backyard wrestling. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Back with more of the ET Considers Everything podcast for Friday, June 19th, 2020, in just a few moments. We're back here on the ET Considers Everything podcast for Friday, June 19th, 2020. This time I'd like to go over the AEW Dynamite results from Wednesday night, June 17th, 2020. Of course, this episode of Dynamite took place from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get going with this AEW Dynamite report. The opening match was for the AEW World Tag Team Championships as it was Kenny Omega and Hangman Page defending the championships against the Natural Nightmares, QT Marshall, and uh, the Natural Dustin Rhodes. This was a very strong tag team match. Went back and forth the whole way. Uh, Ultimately, Kenny Omega would hit a a one-wing angel on QT Marshall to uh, pick up the victory in this AEW World Tag Team Championship match. So they would advance on to the World Tag Team Championship match at Fighter Fest, or they will be taking on the winners of the main event match between Lay Sex Gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, and best friends, Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor. So, very strong match there to open up Dynamite. Match two was between a, a mysterious figure known as Abaddon. She took on Anna Jay, and this match was really... Uh, dominance from the start for Abaddon. Um, really, Anna Jay really couldn't get anything going to start in this matchup, and Abaddon ultimately picked up the victory, hitting her finishing move to win the matchup. Anna Jay would be approached by the Dark Order at the end of the matchup, and um, I have to say it's a very interesting uh, target to uh, approach. If you're the uh, Dark Order here, um, I, I have to say it's it's a good move. Uh, you, you need another woman in the uh, Dark Order ranks, but I don't know if Anna Jay really fits in to the uh, Dark Order ranks. Uh, they continue to scold and look at Colt Cabana as he has been approached to be a member of the Dark Order as well. But Abaddon wins match number two of AEW Dynamite from Wednesday night, June 17th, 2020. 
The third match was between Maxwell Jacob Freeman, also known as MJF, and against Billy. Now, why do I say a Billy and not Billy Gunn? Well, uh, WWE has sued, well, not really sued, but has kind of copyright infringed Billy Gunn's name. So they're allowing Austin Gunn to use the Gunn last name, but not Billy. So that's uh, a very awkward situation. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I thought... Billy Gunn and MJF worked really well together. I'm going to call him Billy Gunn because this is my podcast and I can do whatever I want to. So there you go. A very good match here between MJF and Billy Gunn. He had Austin Gunn in his corner, obviously, for the Gun Club. And uh, MJF would uh, hit Billy Gunn in the head with a dynamite dozen ring on the pinky and uh, would pin him one, two, three, Aubrey Edwards was distracted by Wardlow and Austin Gunn on the outside of the ring. MJF picks up the victory 1-2-3 over Billy Gunn, and that's it for that match. So MJF continues his undefeated year so far. His only loss in his AEW career so far is in a fatal four-way match where he did not get pinned. Uh, very interesting stat there. It's going to be very interesting to see if MJF will get the next title shot after Brian Cage gets it at Fighter Fest against AEW World Champion um, John Moxley. An interview took place backstage with the Inner Circle. It was done by Alex Marvez, and of course they continued to berate Alex Marvez, the Inner Circle, uh, Chris Jericho, and uh, Sammy Guevara. Continue to look strong as they get ready for their main event tag team match uh, later on in the evening against Best Friends. And uh, it was a very uh, interesting interview. And it tells you a lot throughout the uh, interview. And tells you where exactly Inner Circle will be heading um, as they uh, continue on to a fighter fest. The next match up would be the match for the TNT Championship as TNT Champion Cody Rhodes would defend against former NWA Television Champion Ricky Starks. Now, Ricky Starks I've seen perform several times on uh, NWA Power. Uh, he's a very strong competitor, a uh, very good worker in the ring, knows exactly what to do when everything is called upon in the matchup. And uh, ultimately, Cody would win this match, but Ricky Starks had a great showing, and Tony Khan would offer him an AEW contract uh, the next day after this uh, AEW Dynamite taping. I really enjoyed this match. I thought Cody and Ricky Starks worked very well together, and I look forward to seeing... Ricky Starks in the future here as AEW continues on. Next matchup was a tag team match between the uh, Young Bucks and the Superbad Squad, that being uh, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc. A uh, very strong match here between all four of these individuals, Matt, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Kip Sabian, and Jimmy Havoc all work very well against each other. And uh, 
I thought it was a wonderful match uh, that the Young Bucks needed. They haven't had this sort of match in a long time, especially coming back from uh, California, coming to Jacksonville to be at these TV tapings and uh, to be able to compete on Dynamite. And uh, the Young Bucks would defeat the uh, Super Bad Squat in a match that nearly reached the 20-minute time limit. You don't see a lot of those matches on uh, Dynamite reach the 20-minute time limit, but this one was very close, and I really enjoyed uh, how well these four individuals competed against each other. At the end of the match, the Young Bucks would be attacked by the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, uh, FTR, ironically, would make the save, and the Superbad squad would get involved with uh, FTR and uh, ultimately um, the uh, segment would end with the Young Bucks and FTR standing tall. Um, like I said, I thought this was a very good tag team match. Really enjoyed all four of these competitors going at it against one another. And I look forward to seeing what they have in store for the Young Bucks and the Superbad squad for Fighter Fest. Um, it's a two-night event, so you're going to have night one on July the 1st and night two on July the 8th. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how that will go. Uh, had a Brian Cage promo with Taz doing the talking in this promo. Let me just say how much I really enjoy Taz as a heel. Uh, Taz is the perfect heel. And he is working very strong with Brian Cage. I love this pairing. It's very similar to me to what they're doing with Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer. Uh, I, I love Taz in this position with Brian Cage being the hype man for him. And uh, they basically talked about how they're going to dominate John Moxley at Fighter Fest. And uh, Brian Cage will be end up becoming the new uh, AEW World Champion. And I really enjoyed what um, Taz had to say in terms of keeping Brian Cage kind of in, ch in check. He, he told him, slow down, everything will be all right. We'll get John Moxley at Fighter Fest, and this should be an uh, opportunity that we're looking forward to with this all-in casino chip that we won in the all-in uh, ladder match. So, very fun uh, promo there between Taz and Brian Cage back and forth. Uh, the next one was a Dr. Britt Baker uh, promo package. Uh, really uh, enjoyed this. Um, they're showing Dr. Britt Baker to have kind of a heelish side. She really uh, just doesn't care about how, who she offends and um, what she has to bring to the table because she, she is a dentist. She is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And when she does come back from this injury that he, she has sustained, um, it's going to be a very strong turning point for the women's division because they are missing Dr. Britt Baker right now. I will say that. Um, I really enjoyed this video package. Um, it wasn't really a video package, more so just an interview back and forth between those two, and I really enjoyed it. The main event was the number one contenders match between Les Sex Gods, Sammy Guevara, and Chris Jericho. 
and best friends, Trent Beretta and Chucky Taylor. Um, and now, it was very interesting to see um, what took place last week with the attack on Orange Cassidy. That would come into play here towards the end of the match. A very strong match. Chris Jericho and uh, Trent worked very well together. I really thought Trent was kind of the all-star in this match. Uh, really brought everything that he wanted uh, to bring to the table. And uh, I really enjoyed what he uh, had to do to compete in this match. And sometimes being isolated, he would get out of those isolated situations and uh, make the tag to Chuck and to get over there and to have him get in the matchup. As the end of the match progressed, it was, it was looking as if Chris Jericho was going to set up and go for the Judas Effect elbow, um, but he was tripped by a cameraman on the, on the outside of the ring. We would later know that this cameraman would be one Orange Cassidy. And ultimately... Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor would get the pinfall on Sammy Guevara and they would keep their AEW World Tag Team Championship match at Fighter Fest. Now that was the uh, last bit of paper that I had in my journal, so I got lucky to get that much down. Um, I really enjoyed this episode of Dynamite. Uh, thought that they uh, definitely are building up um, Fighter Fest very strongly, and they're going to continue to do so next week on the Go Home Show for Fighter Fest as we inch closer to the Fighter Fest two-day event, which is normally a pay-per-view. It will be on free television for TNT viewers, and I respect AEW a lot for doing that. Got to give them a big hand for. Um, building up these pay-per-views, uh, building up these big shows, and showing you that they can build big matches on free television, and they don't need a pay-per-view to do it. So, strong AEW Dynamite this week. Uh, highlights from NXT this week. Um, NXT champion Adam Cole says he's tired of just being the NXT champion. He wants more gold. Uh, either over his shoulder or around his waist. So he says that he wants to be able to have the opportunity to challenge for the North American Championship. Well, uh, General Manager William Regal gave him that opportunity. He said, I want to set up a triple threat match between Keith Lee, Finn Balor, and Johnny Gargano. The winner of that match will become the North American Champion. The following week on NXT television, it would be the North American champion, whoever it may be between those three, against NXT champion Adam Cole. And the winner would walk out with both the NXT North American Championship and the NXT World Heavyweight Championship. So um, I like that they're doing that. Um, also this week they had Bailey and Sasha Banks defend the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. Very strong match between those four women. Ultimately, Bayley and Sasha would pick up the win, retaining the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. So there's your brief synopsis of NXT. Um, haven't watched it in full yet. 
but those are the results and the uh, matches that I know that are coming up over the next few weeks. Um, really enjoyed the main event, just like I said, um, keeping up with it, and I definitely enjoyed what uh, William Regal has brought to the table, and uh, Triple H and Vince McMahon, all three working together to make NXT into what it is. So there's you a recap of the Wednesday Night Wars for AEW Dynamite and NXT. When we come back here on the ET Considers Everything podcast, we'll take a look ahead to this weekend's major Father's Day sporting events, give you a preview of those, and we'll wrap up the ET Considers Everything podcast coming up in the next segment. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. More of the ET Considers Everything podcast coming up here in just a few moments. Thank you so much for listening today, ladies and gentlemen. We're back here on the ET Considers Everything podcast for Friday, June 19th, 2020. At this time, I'd like to take a look ahead to the weekend in professional sports and what's on tap for this weekend. It'll be rounds three and four of the RBC Heritage from Harbortown Golf Links in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Should be a fantastic event. This event was originally scheduled for the week after the Masters, April 15th through the 18th, I believe, and ultimately it was postponed due to the coronavirus. But uh, round two is ongoing today here on Friday, and rounds three and four will be going this weekend. After round one, Jordan Spieth shot a four under 66. Strong, uh, strong round for him, especially uh, starting out two over on the um, back nine. Um, he ends up going eight under on the uh, front nine to shoot a 29, or six under, excuse me, and uh, very strong performance for him. So he's just inside the top 10. Uh, Justin Thomas shot a three under 67. Um, it's a struggle for Rory McIlroy on day one of the RBC Heritage in round one. He uh, shot a two over 72, I believe, as this is a par 70 course at Hilton Head Highland Island at uh, Harbortown Golf Links. So uh, lots of great golf action to come this weekend. One of my favorite golf uh, courses, Hilton Head Island, and uh, one of my favorite uh, tournaments, the RBC Heritage. The winner of this event will be getting a uh, plaid jacket. It's very similar to the tradition of the Masters in the sense that you get a jacket, but it's not quite the green jacket. You're getting the plaid jacket, and that's a really cool uh, touch that the RBC Heritage has added in here over the past few years. So round two of the RBC Heritage going on right now, uh, rounds three and four uh, coming up this weekend. The uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series and the NASCAR Cup Series will be at Talladega this weekend. The Xfinity Series will be racing there tomorrow afternoon, and the NASCAR Cup Series will be racing there Sunday afternoon. And uh, the Geico 500 is normally what this race is called, and uh, used to be called the old Irons 312 for the uh, Bush Series. Um, I believe it's called the... Uh, uh, Aaron's 299 now, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, should be a fun race weekend at Talladega. Uh, they're going to allow up to 5,000 people in the stands 
whether you're EMT, first responders, police, um, just any type of uh, rescue personnel, they'll be there for this uh, race weekend. And then uh, first come, first serve on the uh, tickets. So that'll be a lot of fun to uh, actually be able to hear a crowd on the front stretch at um, Talladega Super Speedway. Uh, also news from the NASCAR world, it was announced this week that the All-Star Race would be moving from the Charlotte Motor Speedway to Bristol Motor Speedway, and it'll be run, it'll be run on uh, Wednesday, July 15th. Um, should be a fun race, looking forward to that, looking forward to seeing the format of that race as well. Um, if I'm guessing, I believe that they will do it in three 50 laps um, segments and then a final lap segment of 100 laps to make up 250 laps as opposed to the normal 25 25 25 25 at charlotte we'll just have to wait and see as more is announced on the all-star race but uh, that's big time news for bristol big time news for this area and i'm looking forward to seeing how that will uh, play out at bristol coming up here in a couple weeks the premier league soccer uh, league got back underway yesterday afternoon with Manchester City defending Arsenal by a final score of two to nothing. Uh, big match today in the Premier League, uh, ongoing here right now as it's Manchester United taking on Tottenham. Both teams looking for top four positioning to get in um, the area to where they could be able to qualify for Champions League position. Should be a lot of fun there. Uh, Real Madrid um, defeated Valencia three to nothing yesterday in uh, La Liga action. Unfortunately, League League One will be um, out of commission for the rest of this season due to the coronavirus pandemic. They hope to get back underway in early September as the uh, shelter and uh, stay in place roles have uh, strengthened in France. So uh, definitely looking forward to seeing how these uh, uh, soccer leagues in Europe play out. Um, the Bundesliga uh, crowned its champion this past Wednesday as Bayern Munich would uh, win their match and uh, defeat Eintracht Frankfurt, I believe, one to nothing. And uh, Mainz would defeat Borussia Dortmund two to nothing. So with three matches to go, uh, Bayern Munich has clinched the 2019-20 Champions League uh, um, position and the Bundesliga Championship. So there you go. Um, to say that I'm a little disappointed is an understatement. I'm a big Borussia Dortmund soccer fan. This makes eight straight years now that... Um, that the uh, Bundesliga uh, championship has gone to Bayern Munich. So uh, definitely a rough call there. But it's a lot of fun to see how things uh, will play out. And uh, all that. I apologize for that noise in the background. That was a phone call going off. 
uh, one of my good buddies uh, trying to call me, see if I wanted to come down early. Um, might go down there a little later this afternoon, but uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'll give him a call back later after I uh, finish recording this podcast. So there's you a look back at the uh, European Soccer Leagues and what news has gone on there. Um, NASCAR preview for NASCAR this weekend, preview for golf this weekend, and also the Belmont Stakes will be ran this weekend. Uh, it's your non-traditional third week of June, but it's a um, a new uh, beginning for the Belmont Stakes as it'll be ran in a mile and an eighth. So that's a mile and two sixteenths as opposed to the normal mile and a half that they run at the uh, Belmont. But definitely looking forward to that and seeing who comes out on top in the Belmont Stakes. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's your look ahead to the weekend in, sp- in sports. Um, we got more uh, news to come here. Baseball trying to come up with a, a plan to play. 60 and 70 games going back and forth between those two. Ultimately, it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, announce this uh, new uh, CBA for the uh, baseball season and this shorter year. Uh, For me, I would go with the 65-game season, kind of do a split in the middle between 60 what the owners want and 70 what the players want. That would be the best way to uh, give everybody kind of not really exactly what they want, but a partiality to what they want. Will it happen? I don't know. But we'll just have to wait and see as the uh, MLB deadline for these uh, negotiations are quickly approaching. Also, um, the NBA will announce uh, their uh, training camps will begin in Orlando at the bubble at the the Disney's Wild World of Sports coming up in June, and it should be a lot of fun to see what happens there. So definitely look forward to seeing what happens um, with uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Big-time news there for him um, with everything that's gone on in the uh, world uh, pertaining to George Floyd all these uh, shootings, Breonna Taylor getting uh, killed. Um, just a rough time in the world right now. But we just have to take it one day at a time, folks, and remember that we're all here for one another and we all love one another. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of the ET Considers Everything podcast for Friday, June 19th, 2020. If y'all don't mind, um, share this podcast with your friends. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Pocket Cast, wherever you can get your podcast at, I'm there. And you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at BubbaTie1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at ET Considers, capital E T and C for that one. And that's going to do it for this edition of the ET Considers Everything podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all so much for joining me today. And I'll catch you next time. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your Friday and a wonderful rest of your weekend. E.T. is out.